0: welcome home. I'm John Hernandez and you have tuned in to the CFA Church podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. We are diving in this morning. We're going to continue this series of the miraculous. It was. They had to slip out. Uh, they went over to our Espanol service, but so good to have Pastor Rick and Susan uh, in the service this morning. And they were in the 915 as well. And our uh, founding pastors, Pastor Tom and Betty, were here. And uh, I, saw, I saw Star Wars on Friday. So it, it kind of felt like I know some of you are going to shout me down for Star Wars more than for the message, but but let's just—I'm just believing that as excited as you were about Ray, you're going to be about Jesus this morning. That's what—that's what I'm believing. But I—but I, I felt like with, with uh, Pastor Tom and Pastor Rick, I felt like like Yoda and Luke Skywalker were in the in the service, so I was like supercharged in the in the 9:15. We're we're part of a pretty amazing legacy, aren't we? CFA, it's, it's a blessing to be a part of that legacy. So, Luke and Luke and Matthew, and we're going to kind of jump around a little bit this morning, but if there is one particular text, Luke 1944 is uh, what I want to draw your attention to. Several years ago at Harvard University, Christopher Chabris and Daniel Simons, they they did a test. It was called the Selective Attention Test. And they wrote a a whole book on it called The Invisible Gorilla. And basically the the test was this. They asked people to watch a video clip. And it's one of the most watched uh, video clips on all of YouTube now. Uh, And what they wanted people to do was count the number of passes. There were people in black shirts and people in white shirts. And so they wanted to count you to count the number of passes made by the people in the white shirts and so this is what the video looked like. Remember you got to Don't just I mean just ignore the people in the black shirts. You gotta count the number of passes made by the people just in the just in the white shirts, right? And so you gotta you gotta focus and you gotta keep your attention there and you you can't be distracted by other things that are going around. You just gotta keep counting there and the number of passes. Remember, you're focusing on the number of passes. It's only about a 30-second or so video clip. But they did this, and then they wrote a whole book on it. And, of course, the number, the number of passes made by just the people in the white shirts was... I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to go home and Google it, or you'll Google it right now. But, but, of course, you saw, you did see the number of passes, right? You got the number of passes. But, and, and, of course, because I already mentioned the title of the book, you saw the, you saw the gorilla, How many of you saw the gorilla? How many of you did not see the gorilla? Yeah, and that's about what happened about about 50 or 51% of the people, they were so focused on counting the number of passes. Y'all that didn't see the gorilla, I got to tell you, the gorilla did not like sneak across the stage, right? How many of you saw the gorilla? Like the gorilla walked out in the middle turned to the audience beat the beat the chest and and walked off so when you go home and you pull this up on YouTube you'll see it is pretty obvious but but sometimes sometimes we get so focused because it's about selective attention so, and and all the wives in the room this morning are thinking something like Pastor Doug, they really needed a study at Harvard to prove that people didn't, don't have attention, right? You say, you could have walked in and watched my husband watch football this afternoon. And I could have proved to you, right, wives? I could have proved to you about selective attention. But if we're honest, a lot of times we have selective attention spiritually, And and sometimes it's not that we mean to, it's just that we're so busy counting counting passes because finals are coming up and we gotta count passes and we gotta make sure there's enough money in the bank account to cover the Christmas present and we gotta count passes and, and, and we're counting passes and my phone just went off again and I know that's the second time I didn't respond to the text the first time and we're counting passes and we're counting passes, but if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll miss we'll miss a miracle. You might just miss a miracle. So at this season, right, we have, these, we have these nativity scenes. Pastor Rick is famous for his nativity scenes. He owns 50 of them. He told us in the 915 service that he only has 10 of them up. So I said, man, you got to, like, I, Pastor Rick doesn't do anything 20% of the way, right? Like if he's in, he's, he's all in. And so I'm like, come on, we got to get the rest of those nativity scenes up. And so at the nativity scenes, often we focus on who was, who was at the nativity. But think about that. Who was it at, at the nativity? So there was Mary and Joseph and some shepherds. How many shepherds? We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us. Let's just, let's just pick a number and say five. Uh, the wise men, well, uh, let's go with three just because, and again, we don't know exactly, but let's say three uh, because we won't say that there was another two wise men that showed up without any gifts. Right? Um, don't be that wise men at the Christmas party this year so let's just say three wise men And oh by the way a lot of biblical scholars say that they weren't actually at the nativity scene they were probably there two years later and I don't want to mess up your theology and I really don't want to mess up your uh, fireplace mantle. you know you'll have to go home and just kinda of slide the wise men off to the side a little bit if you really want to be purely biblical but I mean let's just, be, let's just pick a number and say 10 so if there were 10 people at the nativity Yay, 10 people at the nativity, but what about the 300 million people that were on planet earth at that time? And if you want to draw in that circle, you say, well, that's unrealistic that 300 million people could see the nativity. I agree. So let's just draw the circle around the Roman Empire at that time and say that there were 45 million people who had the possibility of witnessing one of the greatest miracles in all of human history, but 99.9998% of people missed it. Can I ask you this morning what miracle might you be missing in your life? Because sometimes God does miracles where we receive miracles. And sometimes he's already doing a miracle where we need to recognize the miracle. God is already at work. What miracle in your life, in your situation, might you be missing out on? Let's take a look at this this morning. Jesus in 19, Luke 19, as he's reflecting on Jerusalem, and he's, he's actually weeping over the city of Jerusalem. He says, Jerusalem, I came for you. Like, I love you. I'm passionate for you. And then he says this. He says, you do- did not recognize it when God visited you. you didn't recognize it, you were too busy, your expectations were wrong, you let, well let's look this morning, let's look this morning at five reasons why we might miss our miracle. Number one, number one is, is this, that I've, I've seen some things that might be fake, Right so I'll, I'll give you that maybe maybe some you were in a service or or you saw something on television or you you just saw something where man that's that's fake that seems that seems counterfeit but can I can I offer this to you this morning that here's what I absolutely believe that something that's counterfeit does not disprove the real it actually proves the real so think about it this way: You don't counterfeit something that doesn't exist. This isn't okay. Get get out your wallet. Get out your purse. Does anybody have any cash? I'm not going to take it, but go ahead. Get out. Like if you have, I know no nobody has cash, but if somebody has cash, just get out some cash and wave your cash at me. Nobody's going to steal it. We're in church this morning, so we've got so we've got some. There's some cash, right? So so if. If the counterfeit disproves the real, then just burn that, right? Because it's no good. If the presence of counterfeit discredits the real, then you can never spend money again. However, if because something is real, it makes people want to, are you, is this tracking this morning? God, God's miracles, the miraculous is something that is absolutely real. And just because there are people out there that may twist the word of God does not discount what God is doing in your life. Paul says it like this. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 11. He says, but I'm not surprised. Turn turn to your neighbor tell him, don't be surprised. See, Don't be surprised. What's Paul not surprised at? There was a bunch of fake people out there. Can we just not, let's not be surprised at that. There's some fake people, but here's what Paul says. But I am not surprised. Even Satan himself distinguishes himself as an angel of light. But Paul says, just because there's some phony stuff out there is not going to keep me from going after the real, from pursuing the real. Just because there's counterfeit money out there doesn't mean that I'm not going to drop a few dollars myself. That's what Paul is saying. And so we pursue the real. Why might you miss your miracle? It's, it's you've seen things that are fake, or maybe maybe this one. I bet, I bet almost everybody, if not everybody, in the room. If they're honest, this, is, this has happened. I've, pr- I've prayed before, right? I've prayed before. Y'all, that's painful. That's painful to pray for somebody and not see them healed this side of heaven. It's painful to be believing for God, uh, God for something and to be knocking on that door and for that door not to open. It's, that's, that's painful, In uh, 1911, there was a Swiss psychologist and uh, he had a 47-year-old patient who had no no short-term memory, no short-term memory. So the patient would come in and they'd have a session and the psychologist thought he was saying something, you know, profound. And then the next session they'd just have to start all over again like it never like it never even existed. No, I'm not talking about your child. I'm talking about this 47-year-old woman who, who she had no short-term memory. And so she would come in again and start the session over again. And so what the psychologist did, I don't know uh, if I would go to a counselor like this, but this is what he did. Every, before every session, he would shake her hand. And so he put a little pin in his hand and he would reach out and shake her hand. And so there, she would get pricked and she would, you know, she'd pull, pull the hand back. But a couple minutes later, she'd, she'd forget about it and go on. And he did this the next week. But when he did it the next week, she reached out to, to, to shake his hand, but pulled her hand back. And she did that successive week after successive week because even though she did not have any conscious memory of the pain, when you've been hurt before subconsciously, here's what you do. You pull back. Oh, I've been hurt in a relationship before, so I feel like I need to pull back. I've prayed for an answer before and God didn't answer the way I thought that he would and so I pull back and I was believing for healing and 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 grandma didn't get healed and so we pull back and again if we're honest we've all been there but I feel like we just need to again summon the faith that the person said to Jesus he prayed this really honest I love this prayer in the Bible he says God I believe but help my unbelief that's an honest prayer. We need to push through that unbelief. We need to keep on going. We talked about last week that faith is not on the opposite side of fear. Faith is on the other side of fear. And so you've got to face your fears head on. I prayed before, it didn't happen. I fasted before, it didn't happen. But like the walls of Jericho, I'm not going to stop on six. I'm not going to stop one prayer short from my miracle. I'm going to keep pressing on. Come on, if you're going to keep Keep pressing. Why don't you just give the Lord a shout this morning and say, I'm going to keep on pressing for my miracle. Why might you miss a miracle? Number three, how about this? That, that person seems too insignificant to bother with. So what, what do I mean by that? Here's what I mean. I wonder how many people missed Jesus because he was carried by Mary so what was it about Mary? Mary at that time wasn't special, she was young she wasn't from prominence. I mean, I know she was the, of the lineage of David. But remember, the lineage of David was not ruling in Jerusalem. The Roman Empire was ruling. So Mary's family had lost their clout. They would lost their... She probably then was not wealthy. And so even though she had the lineage, she wasn't really living in the lineage. And there's a message right there. But there was nothing innately special about Mary from the outward point of view. But here's what God... Listen... Here's what God does time and time again in Scripture is he bypasses the rich and he bypasses the powerful and he makes a beeline to the hurting. That's what God does. And so I wonder this morning if the reason we don't see more miracles is because we live in a society that is obsessed with the rich and the powerful and the celebrities. And so we're counting how many passes all the celebrities make. And here God is at work among the poor and the broken and the downtrodden. And we don't see it. We might miss it. Like the video we we showed last week. What an amazing story, that beautiful young lady, right? How, how bl- legally blind, uh, was not able to walk, so many, So her mom was telling about all of these different things, double majored summa cum laude, you know, what's, what's your excuse? That's a miracle, y'all. That is an absolute miracle, but you might miss that miracle if you were focused on all the people that had everything in life. So if you look at the trust fund, baby... You might not think there's a miracle. If you look at the broken and the hurting and the downtrodden, you see the power of God. Can I listen? This is always, this has always been a church of world changers. We show these videos. Please hear my heart. We're not trying to brag. We're except brag on Jesus that says He has blessed us with overflow. And as long as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords blesses this church with overflow, we're going to give that overflow away. And we want to say thank you, Jesus, for that miracle, for the financial miracle. Be involved in a miracle. Be a world changer. If you will be a world changer and be involved in the lives of the broken and the poor, you will be in the middle of what God is doing, and you will see miracle after miracle after miracle. Number four is this. We might miss the miraculous. Here's a dangerous one. Here's a really dangerous one. We might miss a miracle because we say, I I got this. Uh, this, is, this is what Herod did, right? So, so let's just go to Matthew. Let's read this account. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his stars it rose, and we have come to worship him. Verse 3. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this. So we know about Herod, but then listen to this. Listen to this. King Herod was deeply disturbed as was everyone in Jerusalem. Even the people in closest proximity to the... Y'all, a miracle can happen sometimes right under our nose and we, we miss it. And Herod missed it because he was too proud Perhaps nothing in your life will keep you from the miraculous than your pride, than saying, I got this. See, Herod Herod couldn't fathom that he would ever bow his knee to another king because he said, I'm the king. He said, I'm I'm the king and I'm in control. Maybe, sir, maybe, ma'am, maybe, teenager, the reason that you're missing the miraculous is because you think you got it. And I'm not mad at you, but you don't. Like like not at all. <laughs> You don't got it. You don't got it. I mean, somebody's just got to tell you the truth this morning that you don't got it. I know you think you got it, but you don't got it. Because it's the same thing that you thought you had five years ago, and you didn't have it five years ago, and you're trying the same thing now, and it's not worked. You don't have it, but Jesus has it. Jesus has it. Jesus has always had it, and Jesus will always have it. And so we, if we just lay down our pride, listen, I never, ever, ever, ever want to get to the place where I think I've got it all figured out, and I don't need i mean silly things right like call the prayer team forward and well i don't need prayer what will they think of me no if you need prayer that morning you you, you can push some people out of the way and jump over the seat in front of you and say my pride is never going to keep me from experiencing the power of god i'm going to take my pride and take it down King Herod could have still been king while he was serving the king of kings. King Herod, Jesus never asked him to give up his position. I think Jesus would have elevated his position. Because we don't understand that Jesus didn't come over to boot you out of your position in life. He came to elevate you in your position of life. And if you will take your pride down and bow a knee to the king of kings, he'll restore you. He'll redeem you. He will elevate you. Come on, that's what Jesus does. That's what he does. Here's the final thing this morning. What might keep you from your miracle is a thought of saying, I, th- I thought it would look, and just, just go ahead and fill in the blank. Right? I, I thought it would look more spectacular than this. I thought it would be in a different place than this. I thought it would be carried by somebody else. Than this, what if, what if the relationship that you're not taking a step to reconcile is actually the carrier of your miracle? If Joseph hadn't uh, overcome his fear and brought Mary close, Joseph would have missed the miracle. Is there a relationship in your life that you're keeping at a distance, and they're carrying you carrying your miracle. And the reason that you're not receiving a miracle is you got to first pull that relationship. You got to pull Mary close, and then Mary births, births the miracle. So, I thought it would look thought it would look bigger than this. I thought it would look more spectacular than this. I thought it would. Well, I mean, just fill fill in the blank, right? Again, sometimes Jesus gives us a miracle, and sometimes he simply reveals the miracle. He opens our eyes to see the miracle. If you're missing a miracle this morning, listen, you're you're actually in good company. Happened all through the scripture. Elisha's servant saw the cloud. He thought it was too small. The Israelites looked at the manna and they got used to the manna and it was too ordinary. What, What miracle is in your life that is like the absolute power of God, but it's just gotten so common that you've that you've forgotten to stop and say thank you to Jesus? What about His provision? That was manna. Manna was provision. Manna was provision. If you woke up, Today, and had a bowl of cereal for breakfast, God provided for you. If you were, had the physical capacity to walk in these doors, if you had the lungs to sing, let's not ever forget to thank God for the miracles that are our everyday miracles, they're manna miracles. And the manna got so ordinary that Israel was like, ah, oh, whatever. And they missed it. They missed an opportunity to live in awe and wonder. I was reading one of my favorite authors this week, and he was telling the story about um, a a young man from Africa who had moved to D.C. And the weather reports were his, it was his first snowfall. And so the, the guy had this, he'd done this, and then he told the pastor the next morning that he set his alarm till three in the morning. And, and the snow came, started coming down, and he went outside, and he started doing uh, snow angels, you know, grown man doing snow angels in the snow. And as he told the pastor this, he was like, Pastor, I had no, I was freezing. I had no idea snow was so cold and so wet. So, like, he, doesn't, he wasn't even bundled up, and he was out there doing snow angels because he had never seen it before. You know, if you've seen it before, it can just be like, you know, Snows two weeks ago and we kind of just shrug our shoulders and I'm not mad at you if you didn't do snow angels on your back deck. But what I'm saying is that we can just get so used to things that are the absolute miraculous breath of God, that new baby in your family this year. The, the, fact that, the fact that God held your ma- marriage together this year, that you're still sitting together this year, the fact that He provided for you. Let's never, let's never forget to say thank you to the one who is in the business of the miraculous. So Philip thought the bread and the fish were too small and too insignificant. Israel missed Jesus because of wrong expectations. Mary, the other Mary, thought Jesus was a gardener. The resurrected Christ was a gardener. The two on the road to Emmaus didn't even realize that Jesus was walking beside them for a, for a while. The five, five bridesmaids were not prepared. And, but if, listen, if you've missed a miracle this morning, the good news is, is that Jesus will always offer you another chance and another chance and another chance. And maybe that's why you're here this morning is because he wants to offer you another chance. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.